So like I call my dad and like he puts me on speaker with my mom and I start talking to him. I just start crying like a oh little God. baby. Oh, <laughs> just no. like I'm so dumb. Like why did I do this? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bad Times Good Stories Podcast. My name is Joe Flanders. I hope that uh, you're having a good week. If it's cold, I hope you're staying warm. If it's warm, I hope you're staying cold. Though I don't know where you are that it's warm right now. God bless, if uh, that's your situation. Um, I'm really excited to have Adam Hernandez on the show. He is a really talented artist and painter and muralist. He's a really great guy who happens to be married to uh, one of my old high school friends. And I met him while I was home in Ohio for the holidays. And we got to talking and uh, he was telling me about a disastrous road trip he went on to Texas um, for an art show at a gallery. He had reached out to them and uh, they loved his stuff. So they invited him to come for a showing. And it was pretty much a nightmare through and through, which if you listen to this show, then you know that's what I live for. Uh, so I kind of cut him off right when he was getting started telling the story when we were at a bar and I told him we should do it on the podcast. So this was sort of an impromptu episode. I wasn't planning on recording while I was home. So because of that, there's no video for this episode, just audio. So it's, it's a really great episode and I appreciate Adam for coming on and being so open with somebody he had known for like, 12 hours. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, give us that five-star rating on iTunes. It's greatly appreciated. You can check out badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to the Patreon page if you're interested in supporting me and the show. And you can email me at badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com. If you live in the Los Angeles area, uh, Adam's going to be out here showcasing his work as part of a pop-up on Melrose Avenue called The Future for the Rest of Us. It's sort of a sci-fi pop-up, I think. Is sci-fi the right way to put A futuristic art pop-up. There it is. Um, with a bunch of Columbus-based uh, artists. And so that is February 15th and 16th. You can go to ffru-la.com for more information about the artists performing and... Uh, general information about the show. But again, that's February 15th and 16th here in LA. I highly suggest you check it out. I will be there. So uh, come say hi and, and look at all the awesome art from Columbus here in LA. That's all I've got for now. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Adam Hernandez. So uh, how long have you been doing Chantix? About a week and a half now. How's how's it feeling? A lot of stomach aches yeah. so far. And they, uh, I, we were talking about it earlier. And the other thing is, when I have, they said that you might get weird dreams. I haven't gotten like necessarily weird dreams. My dreams have been way more vivid lately. Yeah, I don't know how so. Um, just like way more realistic. Mm. Like I had a dream. Like there's this job I had working this one restaurant, like probably like eight years ago, that like really sucked ass. And I had like a 
really intentionally like i thought i was there and i was like back on the line flipping burgers and it was just like <laughs> this is the worst dream ever that's like the worst nightmare of your life <laughs> yeah yeah you don't need ghosts and goblins nope. just back working at that job yeah tear you wake up in cold sweats yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm 10 tickets off the board <laughs> so you're married to one of my dear high school friends mm-hmm. um and so what i met you for the first time like two days or a couple days ago mm-hmm yeah sorry cool (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why you're apologizing i'm just trying to be funny (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. no molly told me to to be on the lookout for your apologizing oh really (laughs) yeah i think it's because i grew up in like a strict christian house there's like a lot of guilt you know oh you got the guilt yeah was it catholic no, evangelical. Well, Ooh. they were non-denominational, but okay. they were pretty close, like evangelical, Pentecostal people, like uh, dancing in the aisles and speaking in tongues. Spirits really? getting cast out and falling back kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Were you speaking in tongues? No. Well, I tried, dude, but yeah. I remember like going on one youth retreat in particular, and like they would do things. I know you grew up kind of like, I don't know if you guys did this kind of thing, but... We would go like for a weekend, like up to like upstate New York, and be like the whole youth group, and they'd just be like, no, like no cell phones, no CD players. I guess it's back in the day, right, CD yeah. players, no discmans. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you would have to, uh, and they just like to get closer to God or whatever. So we'd have like prayer circles and like intense Bible study and stuff like that. And one night, it's like if n- nobody has like the uh, the gift of speaking in tongues. Like come up now and like we'll pray and you can get it. I remember going up there and like getting all this like emotional like worked up crying like God please help me and like trying to like make the sounds and nothing nothing came, came. so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was this whole build up and then you just stood there like ah uh, uh, no I got nothing mm. I think to be honest I think I like made up which I even feel now guilty about like being sacrilegious but just like made to like ah, la 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 <laughs> like trying to like <laughs> is it just gibberish is that what is, I mean, is there an actual people... tongue language. Well, I've heard, I mean, some, depends on who you speak to. Some yeah. people believe, because like in, if we're going to get all, we're going to go, we're going to go on the day of Pentecost when yeah. the apostles received the gift of tongues. It says in the Bible that like they ran outside, like going crazy speaking and people from different parts, like all heard it in their own native tongue. So I think it can be translated to different things. So some people, it might manifest itself in like Japanese or Arabic, but for some people it might be in the language of tongues whatever that might be there's like an angelic huh. language maybe so tongues is a universal language yes you I just think. naturally hear it in your own well it's not it's not you controlling it it's a spirit of god moving through you oh manifesting himself through you and taking over and then there's also people believe there's like the gift of interpreting tongues so like in the church i went to growing up as a kid people would somebody would like in the middle of the worship service start doing the like la la la's mm-hmm. a couple of minutes later somebody would receive what the message was and be like god is saying to like stop living in fear and whatever you know god is saying to donate three thousand dollars <laughs> to this church <laughs> i didn't say it, I didn't say it Lord. <laughs> no you didn't no I, I i said that there maybe there's some good that comes yeah. from the, the tongue i just as no, a completely ignorant person it sounds really funny that uh god taking over your mouth i guess just resorts in you speaking gibberish mm. uh <laughs> where are you at with all that now am i just totally <laughs> no, denigrating no, no, no. your entire lifestyle no, to be really honest <laughs> the reason i'm getting kind of bashful now is like my mom's gonna listen to this oh, and be okay. like yeah. so like my son <laughs> yeah. my son uh, well hey you didn't say it <laughs> i'm i'm the shitty person going <laughs> yeah. to hell 
So um, you're no, good. I mean, I don't, I don't really adhere to those things. I yeah. try to be like a righteous person, you know. Yeah. But more from like a surfer perspective, like righteous, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I live by the waves. Yeah. That's my religion. <laughs> no, but I try to be good. That's, that's yeah. About it. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's really all you need to do. I do the same thing. I just try to not be an asshole. Yeah. That's my religion. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, so you are a visual artist, painter. How do you? What do you say? Uh, I usually say visual artist and muralist, which is kind of maybe a little redundant, but I try to specify because some people, if I say muralist, people think I only paint murals, but I also do other stuff like I'll design album artwork for somebody or I do like on the holidays, like my own apparel lines and stuff like that. So, oh, cool. I just do lots of art related things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you get into that? Um, honestly, I've always done it since I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, and then maybe in the last like five, six, seven years. I just, I don't know, got more serious about it and decided to pursue it professionally. And it's been like a slow uphill battle, but gaining some traction and it's been working out a lot of fun. I'm lucky that people pay me money to like, I don't know, weird shit that I painted in my basement. They're like, well, I like that. I'll pay you money. I'm like, oh, cool. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine it's, it's an industry. I mean, like it's gotta be a profession kind of like, you know, with me doing all the film stuff, like th- there's high highs and low lows mm-hmm. where it's like you sell something for like thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and then you just don't work for a little while. Mm-hmm. And you came, so you're in, we're in Columbus, Ohio right now. Uh, you came from New York? Yep. The Bronx. Okay. BX all day. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, I got to get a shout out. Of course. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out go, Grand Ave, no apology. <laughs> oh, I got in the way. Go ahead. Do your shout out. All right. Shout out Grand Ave, West 174th. There you go. University nice. Heights. <laughs> I was going to try to say something else gangster, but... Go, go ahead. I keep cutting you off. I lived in the Midwest. Like, I've lost my edge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when did you move from... Or why did you move from New York to Columbus? Um, I actually moved here for the weather. I just love how inconsistent it is. Like, one day it'll be 60 and sunny, and the next day it's a cold front moving in. And six (laughs) inches of snow. So I like to live on the edge. No, actually, I followed my ex out here. Okay. All right. Which I was feel just like... as inconsistent as the weather. <laughs> Real <laughs> shitty one day, and then. So. How long had you been together? When? Wait. Why did she move out here? Job? She was originally from here. Oh, okay. We met at uh, Christian College. Okay. In New York, which we actually both got kicked out of. Oh, nice. At different times, and then the town where the school was in it was Nyack, New York. It was a really cool town, and like most of the fr- like, I ended up hanging out with like all the Christian kids who like smoked cigs and like drank beer and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but like the town was super sweet and like, we ended up just like living in that town for a while and then she moved back to Ohio and I followed her out here. Yeah. How long have you been together when you followed her out here? Like a year. Okay. Yeah. So was that, uh, were you, did, were you like in love or was this, was this like your first like meaningful relationship? It was. Yeah. Okay. So did you just come out here cause you were like, oh, I don't want this relationship to end. Yeah, or, and also, it was also, like, a, there was definitely that, and then there was a mixture of, like, I was working at, like, TGI Fridays, I wasn't really doing anything with it, I was, like, a college, I was gonna say college dropout, but college kick out, <laughs> and, and I just was, like, at that age, like, was, what, 20, 21, just, like, yeah. trying to figure it all out kind of thing, I was sure. like, yeah, I'll move to Ohio, and all my friends were, like, why are you moving, they made so much fun, it's, like, nothing but cows out there, da da um, which there's more to Ohio than that, yeah. Um, but yeah, at the time I just was like, yeah, fuck it. Might as well see what happens kind of thing. Yeah. I'm glad I did it. Cause obviously we broke up and I'm, 
uh, married to Molly now, which is super fucking rad. Yeah. And uh, but before I even met Molly, like I really like fell in love with living out here. It's a lot more chill. Yeah. It's obviously a lot like less expensive. Yes. And uh, and I'm also able to like. It's a place where it's easy for me to make there's like a really cool like supportive art scene here. So like being like pursuing a like the artistic path, it's I've been able to do it here without too much resistance, if you will. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. I will. Mm-hmm. Um how long after you moved here with your ex did the relationship end? <laughs> You're just going there, huh? I am. This show is about being very vulnerable. If Honestly, we can cut the stuff out if you want. No, it's cool. Keep it in here. Okay. Keep it in. Okay. Um, uh, like four years or so. Oh, okay. So you had a good run. I thought you were going to say like yeah. four months. That no. like that. <laughs> okay, no, that's well, good. Yeah, about four years. I don't know. Okay. All right. What happened? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so we actually got married. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got married super young. And to be honest, looking back on it, there was a lot of pressure growing up in Christian houses. Yeah. We didn't like, quote unquote, live together, but we basically like spent the night at each other's houses all the time. But yeah. in order to like properly live together, like our parents wouldn't have approved or whatever. Um, I was also not getting divorced and stuff helped me become a lot more confident in myself. Yeah. At the time in that relationship, I was kind of just like, did a lot of the stuff that she, she said. She was like, like, Basically, like I felt kind of strong armed into getting married. If I'm being like really real, yeah. Um, so I shouldn't have. We were really young when we did it, and then um, we were both working actually at North Star, that okay. restaurant. Yeah. And she got like a big kid job in some office, some fancy shiny office downtown. Yeah. And I, being a kid from New York, didn't have my driver. There's a lot of things that piled up on it, but I didn't have my driver's license. I was working as like a line cook in a restaurant, and then I. She, I mean, she would deny this, but I mean, if we're being real, like I think she was embarrassed of like right. she was like working with all these corporate types. Yeah. And I was like the weird artist kid who didn't have much going on in my life, which is BS for all the people out there working the line, trying to figure shit out. You're fucking killing it. Yeah. Fuck those bitches who tell you you're not. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm like, this is quite good because I'm laughing about it now. Good. At the time, it fucking sucked. Yeah. Obviously. I bet. Um, and I was also like, why am I doing like I moved all the way out here for this girl and like my life is crumbling before my eyes kind of thing. Started drinking a lot, you know, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which also helped me because now I can like hold my liquor really well. So Good. like, another, so you can thank her for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being really <laughs> shitty to me. Because yeah. now I know how to hold my liquor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how how did you? How would she be embarrassed? Like, did you just get the vibe like she just wasn't like she didn't want to like take you places and stuff or yeah yeah straight was that up. it like, yeah really you hit, you hit the nail on the head <laughs> um and then I'm just like straight up saying it and like putting oh. pressure on me and I definitely needed like to have some like doing some growing growing up to do kind of things so I'm not like denying that right but, like to the level that it was where she like straight up left me um wow. kind of thing and then like just the way it all went down I was like damn that's really shitty but that's what I have how long did it take you to kind of get back on your feet after she left um I'd say like a year or two year yeah. and a half maybe not even that long maybe like a year yeah because i mean technically i mean if we're just gonna be all raw and like be real with shit right now i so she like left she was like i don't want to be married anymore <laughs> so like try to do counseling thing didn't work out um yeah so it was like kind of like all right finally and actually one of my buddies so i was still living in the apartment that we had together she moved back in with her parents 
And one of my buddies came over. You actually met him the other night, Nate, who's the best man in uh, my wedding. Yeah. Um, he was... Uh, Your final wedding. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, so I guess I got to clarify. <laughs> um, he was like... One night I was like, so like... like I basically was like, I'm, I'm trying to get her back, do all this stuff. And he literally smacked me in the face, yeah. like hard. And I was like, dude, snap out of it. It's over. Move on. And the moment I was like, fuck you. But I've, I've told him this like a million times. Like, I appreciated him doing that so much. Somebody needs to smack me in the face. and be like, dude, yeah. move on. You got to move on with your life kind of thing. And that was like really the defining moment where I was like, all right, I'm going to get back out there. And then, yeah, and then I like moved out with back in with my, my first roommate when I first moved to Columbus. I moved back in with him. I love him to death. He lives in New Orleans now. Mitch nice. Detrick, shout out. Um, and yeah, things were on the up and up since then. So then we were obviously separated. She wants to get a divorce, but then when it came down to it, she actually wouldn't like get the paperwork done and stuff. So like this long dragged oh, out God. process. And then me and Molly started dating and I was like, by the way, <laughs> technically, which is a really weird conversation. I to bet. Have with somebody you're getting serious with. Yeah. Like, technically, I'm still married. And it's like, Molly's the best. She was yeah. understanding. I explained to her the situation. And she's like, all right, cool. You need to take care of that. <laughs> also, you know Molly. She's a very assertive person. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, this is on the list. We got to cross it off. <laughs> so um, so that was a whole thing. And then, of course, the ex, like, now that I had moved on, was being an even bigger bitch. And found out I was dating somebody. You know, you know uh, how it goes. Yeah. But we finally got it taken care of, and the rest was history. Did the ex not want to do it for religious reasons? There was some of that, I think. Pressure from her parents. I don't know, dude. I really don't fucking care. To be honest, like, like in the sense of just, like, for a long time, I was kind of like a little like puppy trying to win her affection back. Right. And then when I got to that point, a little bit of my buddy smacked me in the face. Yeah. It was kind of just like, yeah, why the fuck do I fucking care what she wants? She fucking left me. Right. Fuck her. Yeah. I mean, not to be so negative. No, whatever. no. She had her own reasons, whatever. I hope she's doing well. Uh, but like now, yeah, it, it just was like, I don't really care. Just, we need to do this. We need to move on. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so when did you kind of seriously start doing art in Columbus? Um, honestly, like around the time when like a couple weeks when, like before she left actually. Oh, okay. Cause I think like that in my mind, I had made the decision, like, I'm going to try to pursue this art thing and yeah. like, for her and like her parents were super like way too involved in stuff and they were kind of like yeah you're gonna need a real job kind of thing yeah so i think that was like a little bit of the catalyst for that yeah. happening too and like and i had my first art show it was part of a group show and i had like three or four paintings in it and i sold two of them yeah and that was like this like fucking like really cool feeling whereas like dude like somebody's gonna pay me to make art, and I've just been chasing that feeling ever since, pretty much. Yeah. Not that it's all about that, but... Well, no, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's very validating. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, you know, so it's not just a hobby. It's not... Yeah. It's like, oh, somebody thinks enough of my work to mm. buy it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's incredibly validating. I mean, what is the... What is that world like? Like, uh, I don't pretend to know the art world. Like, do you travel for different shows and stuff, or...? Um, yeah, I have... The majority of the work that I've done has been here in Columbus. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to Columbus is a great home base for that sort of thing because like because the cost of living is cheap here. I'm able to go to other places to do stuff. Um, I can tell a funny story about like my first big out of state show, yeah. which was in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, all and right. It's definitely probably one of the shittiest stories. Um, it was very formative. <laughs> Um, but oh, I was going through it, man. It really, okay. really sucked. Yep. Okay. So I'm, I'm in. All right. So, um, I guess a little bit of backstory to it 
where me and Molly met was at this production house. She was an account manager. I was one of the guys on the production team making stuff. We interacted a lot. Yeah. We hit it off after one company Christmas party. You know, after a couple of drinks, kind of got bold. It was like, yo, I'm into you kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I hope you did it just like that. <laughs> yo, girl, I've got it well, you. She can tell a funny story about that. She <laughs> calls it Ground Zero Night because I got really wasted and kind of handsy. And she's like, dude, chill the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, we're married now, so right. it worked yeah. out. But it worked out okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of, it's kind of funny. Um, How long had that been building up? Like your desire to like I mean, honestly, since like the first day i saw i was into her and then like i pretended to like not know how like the google calendar works i could go to her desk and she could show me kind of stuff nice yeah you know you know (laughs) yeah finding an excuse to go over there (laughs) meanwhile she's probably like this guy's kind of a moron (laughs) it's just google calendar this isn't that hard (laughs) i've done that stuff too you probably did i've done that i've talked with girls yeah that i would find any excuse Mm. to you know i'd call them and be like hey was that Thing's supposed to be tomorrow, you know, just asking stupid questions. So it may have been like a Florence Nightingale kind of thing where she took pity on yeah, me. Yeah, like, like oh, all this, this poor guy. sweet simpleton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it worked. So mm-hmm. nicely done. All right, sorry, we've digressed. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so you met at the place. Yes, I was working there for a couple months. They basically like it had been a couple years into the whole professional uh, pursuing the professional artistic path, and I, I was like in the process of, like. Ever since I started doing it, I've always had a full-time job yeah. while doing it. And I was starting to get to a point where I was in a really, really busy season. Mm-hmm. I was had like some of the biggest commissions I ever had. I had a really successful art show. And I was kind of like, I was feeling like real fucking ballsy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit my full-time job and do this full-time. Yeah. Like, I'm this guy now. Yep. And I did. It was sweet for a couple months. <laughs> and then I hit my first winter. Yeah. And like... It came to a screeching halt. Ooh. Luckily, I had made some money to hold me over for a little while. Yeah. But um, it was like was pretty bad. And yeah. like I just wasn't getting anything. And like at the time, I figured what something I had had success with in the past was just cold calling people. Mm-hmm. So like I had had a bunch of successful shows here in Columbus. I was like, I want to start doing shows in other cities. I'm just going to like email galleries, and get, which I found out now galleries hate when you just cold call them and just like, hey, I'm an artist guy. Let me show work at your gallery. It's right. just like kind of annoying. But anyway, a gallery did get back to me in San Antonio, Bandulce Gallery. Um uh, really cool, like kind of like DIY space, not like a big like gallery chain sort of thing, which I was like perfect. That's kind right. of the vibe I like to go for. Yeah, I love people in the trenches doing their thing. Um, so yeah, it was like they, we booked the show, and it was going to be over Memorial Day weekend in May of 2016, I believe. Okay. So um, I did some paintings, built up my body of work. This is probably in like March or so Okay. when this happened. And I had like some small gigs here or there, but like I wasn't making money. And like my savings was starting to dwindle. Um, I had just moved in with Maul. And so like – and uh, she is a saint. God bless her. She's put up with a lot of my shit. She's believed in the dream. And just was like – I was like, it's going to work out. Like I'm going to get some more gigs. This show's going to be successful, all this yeah. stuff. And I was like, all right, dude. Well, you got to start making some more money. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like pay for bills and stuff. So anyway, um, also my – the car that I had – Post getting divorced, I got I've gotten my driver's license. I've lived in the nice. Midwest long enough that I finally know how to <laughs> operate a motor vehicle now. Congratulations! Um, <laughs> thank you. It was uh, I failed my driver's test the first two times I took it. Well, third time's the charm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> Isn't that the worst feeling in the world? Yeah, it failing was the driving super, test, especially when you're tw- like 25, 26 years old. Well, that, yeah, I can't relate to that. But I was sixteen, and it. I mean, in a way, it, it was probably more devastating 
for me and more just sad for you. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, like when you're 16 and it's just like, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to go drive and uh-huh. I'm going to listen to fucking Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and cruise. Uh, and then to fail was just heartbreaking, <laughs> you know, because I had a friend go with me, you know, like my mom drove me in, my friend, was, we made a whole deal, like, dropping you off, mom, when I get my license, and then we're going to go fucking cruising. I don't know where we were going in Westerville, Ohio. Um, and then, yeah, just the silence of the drive home. Did your where, pass? Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> then he's happy, but he doesn't want to be, like, too excited exactly. to rub it in your face. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what I even, how I failed. I don't think... I don't. I think I ran over a cone. Oh, yeah. Was it which, in the uh, maneuverability test? Yeah, because that's where I failed too. Yeah, yeah. I imagine though, it's it was just sad <laughs> for yeah. you. You're like, I am a fucking adult. <laughs> yeah, why can't I figure out this simple thing? <laughs> Everyone does it. it and then it's also like sixteen year olds are doing it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. You're like but, walking by sixteen year olds, like, yeah. yeah, I just got my license, yeah, but oh. I can like ride the subway like a motherfucker. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, you know those schedules. Yeah, you know which line to get on or lack of schedules. <laughs> well, yeah, right See? now. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, all right. Yeah, so, so, but you had your license. Got my license. Also. To like to my own horn a little more. Molly's car is a standard, so she taught me how to drive stick. Again, she's a saint. I don't know how I deserved her, but <laughs> she put up with teaching me how to drive stick. So I, she's like, "Yep, you can use my car. You can drive to Texas." A lot of trust to put in a person. So um, start driving down there. Good time. Super excited. I was able to pack a whole show in the back of the car. I was there like very strategic in my paint in my packing. I also had like reached out to some businesses there. I was going to paint some murals while I was down there. Nice. Like, I made a whole thing of it. It was going to be like a cool like artistic adventure. Yeah. And is art on the road. First like first show in another state. Mm, yeah. Big time. This yeah. is a big opportunity yeah. for you. Yep. What yep. happened? Okay. So <laughs> First, like, just random funny little side note. Yeah. I, my midway point was Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. I stopped there, and the hotel, like, that I stopped in, like, on their website, it sounded dope. It was, like, this 100-year-old building. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it was, like, just to sound like a really cool old-school hotel. And it was cheap. And I was like, oh, sweet. Like, an old, cool, fancy hotel. Yeah. But, like, it was cheap for a reason. And, like, in my room, like, where there was supposed to be a painting, there was just, like, ripped up drywall, like, in the shape <laughs> of a painting. <laughs> and just, like, the sheets probably were like had cum stains on them yes. and so it was just like yeah. very sketchy first omen that i knew that something bad was gonna happen <laughs> it was like whatever like it's cool trudging yeah, along trudging san along. antonio yeah oh also i should note that i didn't book a place to stay when i was in san antonio Texas. yeah why would you i reached out to an artist <laughs> that i met on instagram and i was no. like hey can you hook me up with some places to stay and he was like yeah first half of the week you can stay with my friend second half of the week you can stay at my place yeah Cool. All right. So awesome. I'll come back in. Today. Oh, I'm, I'm quite sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Always good to book lodgings with someone you've never met before. Yeah. He's a cool guy. We're friends. Okay. Like we met, All right. But cool. But I mean, just funny things. Yeah. 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 Happened yeah. To happen while I was yeah. there. So anyway, um, we're uh, I get to Texas. Um, so first place I was going to go was his buddy's house. The address they gave me was like the parking lot of a Target or something. <laughs> so that was like another weird thing. There's like a lot of like little weird things like right. this kept happening. Yeah. Which all culminated to the shit show that was about to happen. But um, so it was like that. Finally met up with his friend. Uh, they had me sleep on the couch. It was cool. Whatever. Slept there. I was exhausted. I drove like 24. Like total. I mean, I did over the course of two days. It was like a 23 right. hour drive or something like that. Yeah. So get there. Okay. Boom. Next morning, get up, super excited. I'm going to go to the gallery, meet the gallery owner, start hanging the show. Get there. She's late. Text me. I'm on my way. Late, 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 like an hour or so later. Mm. She finally shows up. 
Another thing, like, okay. Also, when I was driving to this part of San Antonio, uh, it's kind of like literally across the train tracks when I was getting okay. it was like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, which is nothing wrong with that. I grew up in the hood, but it was just like kind of a hood thing. So yeah. I was like, I wonder how much foot traffic they get. Maybe it's like one of those like cool hipster spots right. that's here before all the other stuff is. And it is a dope alley. I'm not knocking it, but it just my experience was some funny things happen. So anyway, she gets here. She's super late. Not knocking her. If she listens to this day, I want to speak highly of you, but I got to say the shit that happened. Yeah. She was like 20 years old or something. Okay. Like, wow. Which I was expecting her to be. Um, like, I thought she was a full grown adult. Person. Sure. Not that 20 year olds aren't adults. Yeah. I was like, okay. So, like, All this right. is interesting. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, there were still holes in the walls and like <laughs> mist paint from the previous shows. Like, okay. Didn't prep it before I got here. Yep. It's cool. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not like, it's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's cool. Yeah. So, she <laughs> does that. I have to wait to hang the shows, talking to her. Um, it's, I mean, basically it was like talking to a teenager, like yeah. just about like dumb. So I was like, whatever, it's cool. I'm not going to judge. Not going to judge. <laughs> so it's cool. Just like waiting around. So, um, I got my show hung up and the, the, the opening was like the next night. So okay. I had some spare time to work on the murals that I had like set up. So I went painting the murals. That was a great experience. It was super cool. Um, except that like I, no one, well, I guess I should have known common sense. Texas is hot as fuck. <laughs> and it was like a hundred and like eight degrees oh, and God. I was outside painting, which is like, oh. I didn't, I was like, so it was like, that was a kind of a grueling thing. Yeah. But I got like two pieces up behind the bar. That was fun. Nice. So, um, first night of the opening, go there. I had also noticed she hadn't really been promoting it a ton on social media, but I was like, maybe she just has like a following in a different way. Right. Whatever. Yeah. That means. An email list or yeah, something. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the first night, over the course of the night, maybe like 20 people came, which isn't okay. terrible. Right. It's also not great. No. Um, <laughs> I did like a little Instagram contest. So like maybe incentivize some people to like buy some stuff and like come out and like repost to get it out there a little more. I, get, I think I ended up giving away more things than I actually sold. I didn't sell any painting. I just oh. sold like little prints and stuff, yeah. which is fine. It's cool. All right. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. okay. So that all happened first night. I mean, if I was still riding high, it's like I have a fucking show yeah. in another state. Somebody right. like brought me out. Yeah. Like that's cool. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So I'm like still trying to stay positive on it. Good. But like, so I'm staying in this like weird apartment with some dudes and like <laughs> on the complete other side of town. Okay. I'm kind of in the hood at this gallery. Like not that many people are showing up, but it's whatever. It's fine. So the next day, um, I was going to go to the, my buddy via Instagram to his to his place i thought it was his place mm -hmm. like his as an adult place but he still lives with his parents which is cool yeah he also lived with his younger brothers and he shared a room with one of his brothers <laughs> so i was sleeping in his little brother's bed <laughs> while i was there oh <laughs> uh, it was a bunk bed yeah it wasn't a bunk bed <laughs> but there were like two twin sides beds with very close proximity <laughs> of each other which is cool yeah um, yeah um but it just also it just was kind of an awkward thing. Sure. But I was just like, but whatever. His parents were very sweet. They were right. very like nice people. He's an awesome guy. He like cooked me up. I mean, he was hosting me while I was there. Yeah. Just kind of a fun. You just when you don't know you're going to be spending the night at somebody's right. parents' house. Just it's just like, a weird. Yeah. Kind of wish I would have known this. Yeah, it's just that vibe where nobody points out like how this is kind of weird. You know, <laughs> yeah. or it's just like, well, I don't really know you. I certainly don't know your parents or your little brothers. Yeah. Um, so and like his one little brother cute kid but it was also like probably like 10 or 11 years old he's like that quiet kid that like 
stood in the doorway, like into the room and would just like stare at me kind of thing. Nice. Like, who's this outsider in my bed? And then I like <laughs> look at him and say hi and he dart off kind of thing. So it's just like, oh man, I'm sorry, dude, that I'm sleeping in your bed and you have to result back to sleeping in your parents' bed. I offered to sleep on the couch, but it also, I mean, it was like their fully functioning family home. So like if they right. wanted to watch TV at night, they were going to have some right. grown ass man. So it was like, whatever, it was whatever. So second night of the show, I actually linked up with another artist that I met while I was there, and he was like, "Go to this graffiti store, or like it was like a it was like a head shop, like a glass shop, but they also sp- sold uh, spray paint there." And he's like, "Go to this spot. There's around the corner from it. There's like a public wall that anybody can paint on." He was like, he told me what corner to go on. He's like, "Go over this piece. It's cool. Yeah, work on it." So I go there, pick up the paint, drive the car over in front of the piece. I buffed the piece, like which means like paint over it, throw up my piece. I'm like happy with it. It's super hot again. I was like kind of like just because of all these like weird little things that had happened and like not many people. Like I spent a lot of money to go out, money that I didn't have to go out there. I was yeah. like kind of like feeling a little down and out. Sure. So I was like just trying to dwell on the positive. Right. Staying positive. Right. So this is where things started like turning real shitty. Okay. So I paint the piece. Really happy with it. it like a, I do these things called thunderbirds they come from pacific northwest native american mythology i've kind of made them my own but they're like my thing and they're all about like kind of being self-confident and resilient just being badass and like staring off into the distance like i got this shit yeah so like that's like the and i the reason i like picked thunderbirds as like my kind of the motif that i go to a lot is because i'm not always the most self-confident person and stuff and so like i just got paint it's kind of ironic because i just got done painting this thunderbird and then i get back in the car to move it out of the way to take pictures of it and the car turned on, but it won't go into gear. Ooh. So it's like, okay, that's kind of weird. I try, and it's doing this weird, like, clung, 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 like crunching, like really bad sounds that a car shouldn't be making. I'm like, okay, this is really weird. Like, why is this happening? And this is Molly's car, right? Yeah, Molly, yeah. Yeah, Molly's okay. car, who's yeah. like, hey, dude, you need to start making some money to help pay for the bills. <laughs> so, and I'm like 22 hours away from home. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. Like, I'm like oh, I don't know. I was like, is it out of gas? Like, trying to diagnose it with my, like, you know, deep mechanical um, knowledge, which I don't have. But anyway, right. trying to do all these things. I call one of my buddies, and I'm like, hey, dude, like, who who drives a standard? And I was like, dude, like, what's going on? Like, I don't understand, like, no. Like, I, I told him what was happening. He's like, dude, I think you, like, blew your transmission. Oh, and I was like, shit. okay, like, what does that mean? <laughs> He's like, it means, like, your car is not going to work. Like, you have to get your transmission. I was like, is that a big thing? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> That's, like, a big thing. That's, like. The biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay. Well, and so, and this is probably at, like, 3 or 4 in the afternoon in the Texas heat. I'm sweating so bad. And, like, it's the second and final night of the show. Yeah. So it was, like, a pop-up over the like weekend kind yeah. of thing that I went down there for, which like in hindsight, don't ever travel that long for just to show Two you days. artwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I had set up the others, like the murals and stuff. So it was like trying to make it like a right, encompassing thing. So anyway, uh, so like, fuck, like it wasn't working. So I like kind of push it to a parking spot. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm like, I got to make it to this show. It's like on the other side of town. Yeah. I'm like, just trying to like figure all this stuff out. So I called my dad. My dad also like knows some stuff about cars and I explained it to him. And then just like, I think a mixture of like being in the heat. I probably didn't eat that day because I was like, I was on like a super strict like budget while I was down there. It was like one meal a day kind of thing. Yeah. And like I didn't eat yet that day. And like I was like super hot. 
like hadn't made any money. It was like becoming them realizing that this car was gonna be a thing. Yeah. And so like I call my dad and like he puts me on speaker with my mom and I start talking to him. I just start crying like a oh, little God. baby. Oh, no. Just like I'm so dumb. Like, why did I do this? <laughs> like he's just like, this is the worst decision. Like I'm never gonna make it as an artist. Like this is so dumb. So I have one of those moments. My mom so I'm literally crying to my mom. Oh god. And she's like, It's okay, honey. Like I'll figure it out. Da, 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 all this stuff. So, yeah. So, so then I'm like, well, I have to go to the gallery right. for like the. And then so I was like, and I'm like completely covered in sweat. And like, I can't go to like an art show as the featured artist, like yeah. looking like covered in shit. Yeah. So I like gathered all my things. And this is like also like in a semi hood part of San Antonio. So like, I didn't want to just leave my car there. So I had to figure that out. So I packed up a bunch of stuff. I got an Uber. Like, I get to the gallery, which, like, didn't have AC also. I should have added that. Naturally. So it's just, like, super hot in there. Yeah. Go in the bathroom, which is super tiny. So I'm trying to take, like, what I call, like, a hippie shower, like, over the sink. Like, just trying anything to stop myself from sweating and, like, put on, like, decent clothes and just, like, look semi-presentable. So, like, I finally do it. It gets to, like, 7 o'clock when the show is supposed to happen. All right, sitting around, sitting around, sitting around. <laughs> Nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. Nobody's oh, coming. No. Like, and I had just like rushed here, stressed out. I was like, well, something good's got to come. Right. This. Yeah. Sitting around, sitting around. Nobody comes. Nobody uh, comes. Nobody comes. Uh. These two girls came for a little while. <laughs> and I think that they like maybe heard of it. I think I talked to them. They like had heard of it via social media through some avenue. Yeah. But when they, it was like one of those things where like you hear about a party and you get there, like where are all the people? Yeah. Yeah. And then you so like, do the like, slow oh, walk cool. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's basically what I ended up like giving them prints. I was just trying anything. Yeah. Like, please take something. Take it, please. Yeah. yeah tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. And then the gallery owner, she, the show was supposed to go to like midnight or something and it's like 10 o'clock and she's yeah. like, dude, like no one coming <laughs> kind of thing. And I'm like, and I was like, no, like we, I drove all the way here. Like yeah. we are going to ride. We will sit here in silence <laughs> yeah. until midnight. It's going to be awkward God as damn fuck. Like, yep. But we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I started like in my mind, like getting a little like resentful because yeah. of like how unprofessional she had been through all of this process. And then she's like, starts cleaning up and like closing. So then I was at this point, I was like, well, I'm going to get drunk. And she had made like jungle juice or something. <laughs> So, like, I started, like, drinking and just, like, I got to get something out of yeah. it. So, I'm, like, trying to pound, like, I got to catch a buzz. But I'm also just, like, sweating so much. I was, like, and just, like, stressed. I was, like, I wasn't able to get drunk. So, I was, like, trying everything in my damnedest. Also, at some point, like, just between me being there, based on the beer she bought, like, we ran out of beer. So, I was, like, oh, we're out of beer. And she's, like, okay. And I was, like, when people come, we want to have beer for them. So, I ended up buying beer for my own art show. You just Which bought like, beer for yourself. Yeah, basically for myself. <laughs> and then her boyfriend and cousin came, and they were nice people and encouraging. And like I told them about the car, and they're like, that sucks. Whatever. So, long story short, um, through all of this, I'm also like in Molly, still in Ohio, explaining to her that her car broke down, which she's obviously not happy about. No. And she's like, the transmission, like, what? Like, and she's like, we don't know that for sure. It's like, she was trying to be positive. Like, it could be something else. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I wasn't uh, – I didn't have AAA because I didn't obviously have a car. So I'm in, like, Saturday night in San Antonio, Texas, like, at, like, 10 o'clock at night with trip, like on the phone with AAA and Molly, like, trying to get me on her plan so that they can come tow it. Right. Sort of thing, like, trying to figure out the logistics oh, of God. that. While you're just sweating and drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with, like, a bunch of, like, three 20-year-olds just staring at me, like, <laughs> So, there's nothing worse than knowing that you look like a shit show. Yeah. 
Like there's just you you everyone there is just like, wow. Yes. At least I'm not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know it in that moment. I've been there plenty of times before myself. And you're aware of it. And then I just start and then I just like lean into it more. Yeah. It's awful. Okay. All right. So that's what you're dealing so with. So that's 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 where I find myself. Yeah. So then we get on, do we figure out everything with AAA? And then AAA is like, okay, so we're sending a guy now, be there in like 15 minutes. Like, what? Like 15 minutes? <laughs> so <clears throat> Excuse me. So like I told them, I was like, I got to get to, like, wherever the address was. And they are like, okay, well, we have to, like, close everything. So, like, we ended up closing the show early. Obviously, yeah. at this point, it was kind of just a huge failure. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, which one thing I did do, which was, like, funny, when those two girls were there, I stood in a position where, like, <laughs> I was able to get over their shoulders and the gallery owner in the corner and, like, a picture of my painting in the distance to make it look like there were people there. <laughs> so, on Instagram, I was like, great turnout oh, at my God. show. <laughs> Hey, way to go. Way to, yeah. Way to, yeah. So anyway, that's a little trick of the trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can take that one. Um, so anyway, they take me to the uh, AAA guy. He like gets me to, so, so you can take it to the Honda dealership. I mentioned earlier, it's Memorial Day weekend. They were closed. And when I talked to them, they were like, just go to this like parking lot and drop the car off there and we'll get it on Monday. This is yeah. Saturday night. It was like locked, so I'm trying to figure out where to drop off the car. I don't know. I'm like, I don't want to just leave Molly's car right with a bunch of shit in it, like <sighs> in the like on the side of like a road in uh, down there. So anyway, we finally figured out that luckily the the tow truck driver was a super cool guy. Um, he nerded out about like rehabbing some like 1985 Firebird random <laughs> fact that I remember. Sure, but I was just kind of letting him talk because I was oh, just yeah. in a really shitty mood, and I'm just like, tell me about your Firebird. Well, yeah, bro. this this guy is your one ally. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, talk about whatever you want. Yeah. I will nod and sound enthusiastic <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. So he was super friendly. We finally kind of found a spot that seemed safe-ish to leave it by the Honda dealership. So. Um, I take an Uber to a hotel, which was like again more money that I like didn't have. To Wait, spend what, what happened uh, with the family? Oh, did they kick you out? No, they didn't kick <laughs> me out. At that point, I was like, I've overstayed my. Oh, okay, like, okay. I didn't want yeah. to stay there yeah. like, anymore. No, I get um, it. No, wait. Actually, sorry. I thank you for asking me that because okay. So I spent. I was there. I think I actually got there like on Tuesday, or Wednesday. Cause I spent a couple days with his friend and a couple days with his family, and then. I had like a lot of use of my allotted time being with his family. So I reached out to um his friend again. I was like, dude, I know, like, I don't know you. Like, but like and this is before like the night that light that I got dropped. I was like, can I take an Uber and just stay at your house like one last night? I'll throw you like 20 bucks or something. This is actually really glad you asked me that because something funny happened when I was there. So I spent the night at his house, and the next morning at like 7 a.m., I hear a door slam, and the guy walks in. He's like, somebody fucking smashed my car window and stole my radio. And, stuff. and he's like going on this thing, and like somebody broke into his car and stole a bunch of stuff out oh, of it, stole shit. his like sound system and stuff. And it's like, and then I'm there as like the outsider uh. who's like, my car broke down. Can I stay at your house kind of thing? Yeah. It was like really sketchy, and I was just like, so I'm going to go. Yeah. And then his friend was like, well, did you hear anybody last night? Yeah. So like I kind of got the vibe that he was maybe thinking that it could have been me right the, the timing was not it was on your re- side yeah, it was really yeah. really bad timing oh shit just like pile that on i'm accused of like breaking into indirectly accused yeah. of yeah <laughs> so, <that was> thing. <laughs> so you had nowhere else to go it yeah, was yeah. it was hotel or yeah, bus hotel time yeah go to this hotel um i was thinking i was only gonna have to stay there for a day because like, by the morning they'll get it because <coughs> that was saturday night sunday 
they were closed on Sunday. So it's like Monday they'll fix it, but it's right. Memorial Day. So Duh. Tuesday. So they're they'll closed. Fix it. Tuesday. But like they didn't get there until Tuesday to diagnose it. And it was like, yeah, it, you have to replace your transmission, which was like a $2,000 fix. Oh. Yeah. So, oh. and then it's like, oh, we don't have the parts here. We have to get them from like Fort Worth or something, God. which Texas is like as big as like oh, yeah. America. So yes. Yes. It's like, that's like shipping it to the other side of the country, basically. So it's like, that took a day to get there. And then when I finally got there, then it was like another day of them to fix it. So I was like, I was there for like, way longer than i had intended to be there were you planning on leaving like on monday or something on sunday morning sunday yeah so it's like i pack i saturday night i was gonna pack up everything put in the car and then leave sunday yeah sunday morning yeah so i was like this is like now it's like thursday okay by the time so um anyway get to the hotel it's way more money than i have to spend i'm on the phone with molly she's like dude i know it sucks we'll figure it out she's like just stay at the hotel just relax get out of your head just like don't like I was blaming myself like crazy. You're just like I'm worthless. Like oh, I I'll bet. never amount to anything. Because on top of all this uh, shit that you're dealing with physically, mm. there's also the emotional drain. I would imagine that like this whole art show was a bust. The reason you came here, yeah, I'm a failure. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. And as an artist, you're already in your own head, like questioning, like, am I legitimate to be doing this? Maybe I'm just projecting, but that's no, no, no. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Doubt yeah. about that. So yeah, on top of all this other crazy shit, there's that that's probably just eating away at you. Oh yeah. Ugh. So it was like, yeah, definitely like low point. Yes. Low, 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 low point. Yeah. So um yeah, check into the hotel and then like so I was just watching like a bunch of shitty hotel TV, whatever you watch. Though. I was thinking I was watching like impractical jokers, like sure. hours of it. Yeah. <laughs> hours and hours of it. That's like the best jokers. case of like hotel TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um the last time I was at a hotel was recently actually and we settled on watching the Santa Claus three. Yeah. That was our best <laughs> yeah. option at the time. So anyway, I can yeah. relate. Anyway, okay, sorry. So I go downstairs one day. Oh, one thing that was sweet is that while the excuse me, while the car was at the dealership, they gave me a rental car. Oh, nice. Okay. So that was pretty tight. And that yeah. was like a redeeming thing, which is awesome. And I ended up while I was there for like a bunch of extra days. So this is where like all the shitty things happened and a couple cool things happened. But my favorite part of all of it was one day I was going downstairs to go get my one meal of the day. Right. Because <laughs> I was on some fucked up prison sentence from God. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, my one meal of the day. And I walk into the lobby and they're like, oh, are you down here for the happy hour? And I was like, happy? Like, no, I don't know. Like, oh, no, it's complimenting for all our guests. I was like, okay, keep talking. Yeah. You got three Bud Lights and unlimited nacho bar. Holy shit. Dude, it was like, and that's when like the like rays of sun started creeping back in. Yeah, a little I bit. Like, I don't even like Bud Light, but I'm going to drink the <laughs> fuck out of these three Bud Lights. So I was like, yeah, pounding Bud Lights, eating so much nachos. Like that was not, ended up being my meal. I was like, right. oh, save 10 bucks there. Like, yeah. So that was kind of like a redeeming <laughs> thing. And then serendipitously, one of my like really close friends was touring with her band and they just happened to be in Austin, which I didn't realize this until I was down. There's only an hour from San Antonio. Yeah. Had that rental car. I drove to Austin, got to hang out with them. And since they were on tour, I got to like hang out in the green room with them, get a bunch of free beer, meet this band. So that was actually like a cool, like redeeming thing that happened yeah. towards the end of this whole shitty experience. So it's like I got like a little bit of rock star treatment just by association. So that was pretty tight. Yeah. But the night where we we when I was in Austin, I was gonna leave the following morning back to San Antonio to get the uh because the car was gonna be done the next day. Yeah. When I was on my way out we like they didn't stay in a hotel they stayed in like a like somebody that they knew from another band their house yeah and we just, like stood there the guy was super cool him and his girlfriend were great hosts like we drank with them smoked some weed whatever sorry mom um <laughs> smoked some weed whatever 
like go to sleep. Next morning we wake up and on the air mattress that I was sleeping on, they found a bed bug. Ooh. And it was just was like I swear that wasn't for me. Like and it just oh. was like so like you've been staying in hotels and random houses. I told them my story. Was like, I've been seeing all these sketchy places in San Antonio. Oh my you know? god! So now you've indirectly been accused of breaking into a car <laughs> yeah. and bringing bed bugs. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was great too. So then their band, which I guess they had had on a previous tour, had a really bad bed bug situation. Yeah. So they had like a whole protocol for it. They like immediately went to like a dry or a laundry mat and they had like and i walked through their steps they like told me like all right you wash and dry all of this stuff and then you go in the bathroom you change your clothes you wash what you were wearing you wash this so that was like a whole rigmarole right because then you're things. thinking do i have bed bugs like yeah yeah so then it's like, I, oh, get great. I get this. to bring bed like san antonio bed bugs back to oh ohio god to molly in her car that <laughs> yeah. i just like destroyed the transmission <laughs> on god. So, yeah. <sighs> and then basically, and then it's also like I got to get back to San Antonio like ASAP. And I added this extra chore of a laundry day in the middle of all of this. <laughs> and it's like I got back to the dealership. I uh, paid for the – I paid. I mean Molly transferred money to my bank account. Oh. And she paid for the car, uh. the transmission. And then <sighs> – um, yeah, got like packed up, transferred all the paintings. I like had gone back to the gallery at some point, got all the paintings out of it, was which was it in the rental car. Probably is, pretty sad. Yeah, and super awkward. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. but I met I met another artist. Like the next artist was setting up for the next show. He was a cool guy, and we've stood in touch via the social medias. So that's been a cool thing. Nice. He gave me like an angry orchard, which I normally don't like ciders, but it was quite refreshing in the Texas heat. But yeah, with what you've been through, <laughs> you would probably take anything. Yeah, so yeah. I was pretty tight. Um, and then got to the dealership, switched the cars over, and um, yeah, drove back to Ohio. But I didn't want to spend any more money, so I stopped in Texarkana. <laughs> when I got out of Texas, like basically, it was like I'm gonna drive until I'm out of Texas. I was like I just need to get out of the yes. state of Texas. It was yes. like a kind of a mental obstacle. No, yeah. So as soon as I crossed the border, I was in Texarkana, Arkansas. Pulled into the uh, welcome station, whatever, you, yeah. or the welcome center, and I slept in the car for a couple hours, and then drove the rest of the way back to Ohio. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's pretty epic. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Woo! But, uh, I mean, the, so things that came from it was that when I got back, I purposely made a, like, I made a really strong point to not point out the negative things on social media. I yeah. tried to just be on the positive. And, <clears throat> excuse me, because of that, I was able to kind of spin it as, like, this really cool, successful art show. No one came, so right. no one could say it wasn't successful, right. yeah. which was kind of sweet. Yes. And um, so I was able to, like, spin it in this way of, like, and like I said, I took that picture, like, over these girls' right. shoulders or whatever. Yeah, just keep using that one photo over <laughs> yeah. and over again. Just put a different filter on it, reverse yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but um, crop it a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, but, but like, it, made, it legitimized me in so many people's eyes here in Columbus. And I've gotten, since then, it's like, that was, like, the slowest time I've ever had. But literally since that show, it's been, like, up and up and up and up. That, well, and that's I've had awesome. like slow time, but now I also know how to approach slow time differently. I also know to be more like the the uh, the ant than the grasshopper. Is that the Aesop's fable? Yeah, I believe. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm bringing yeah. it back to Aesop's fable. Sure, but you know, just kind of prep for the winter a little bit. Yeah, um, literally because the winter is usually a slower time. People aren't hiring you to paint the sides of their building in right. the Ohio weather. No, um, not very practical. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that. 
Wow. Story that so I how long? So you now. said you and Molly had just moved in at this point. Yeah. So how long had you been together? Um, a yearish okay. or so. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's enough time, but at the same time, it had. I mean, did that put a strain on you guys at all, or like in? The- oh, definitely. Yeah, I would then imagine. When I got back, it was kind of like, okay, cool. You you did your thing. Now, when are you gonna get a job? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This not whole- even in like, which was props to her because it wasn't even in like give up on art. No. It was like. Keep doing it. You fucked up. Like, you, or not even you fucked up. It's like you had a shitty experience. Like, learn from it. Move forward. But, like, in the meantime, you need to be making some more money. Right. Which I, like, for a minute there, I was kind of like, no, I need to keep being resolute. But it's also like, dude, get over yourself. Right. Like, you can still be an artist and hold on a job. Thousands of people do it. Yeah. It's a big hang up. I think a lot of artists have. They feel like they're not succeeding if they're not making money solely from. But it's like, no, that's bullshit. I don't know. At least yeah. I think so. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like you got to live. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just. (laughs) You don't have to be a starving artist, I think. And I think there's like this like kind of myth that like you have to be struggling and like kind of. But you can still be in the trenches struggling to make it. But you don't have to be struggling in your day to day life. You just have to have the work ethic to then. I think for a lot of people, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're working a nine to five to have the work ethic to then basically do your second job when you get home yeah. and do the do the work that yeah. you want to be doing. Yeah, I feel that I work two full-time jobs is how I yeah. always describe it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like but it's, it's rewarding. And yeah. honestly like the thing I've realized that now that I have like another source of income like that's more steady, I don't have to say yes to every single art opportunity that comes great. up. Because there were times that people would be like, oh, can you design this logo for this like company? And it's like, I'm not a graphic designer, but I did it for like super cheap just because I was desperate for money. Right. And I almost like hated making art. And I wasn't making the stuff I wanted to make. I was just like doing anything to right. make money. Now I can be a little more selective and strategic in the gigs and jobs that I take. So Well, yeah. I mean, that kind of, I'm curious, uh, before you found, you know, it sounds like you've got a pretty solid uh, day day job now mm. but uh did you have, what what have your other day jobs been like uh that you've had did you um, have some i mean for a long time i worked in the service industry primarily yeah. in the kitchen um it's kind of funny little short story the first kitchen job i ever got was when i moved to that town nyack with one of my best friends me and him well three of us all went to this one restaurant together all looking for jobs and the manager, which I don't understand, he just like saw three 19-year-olds walk in and was like, I'm going to hire all three of you. Yeah. Which is cool. We all got to work together. But he asked us like, do you guys want to work in the front of the house or back of the house? Both my roommates were super smart. And they said front of the house, being servers, make more money, work less. I was like, I don't really like talking to people. So I'll work <laughs> in the back of the house. He's like, okay, do you have any kitchen experience? I was like, no. He's like, all right, we'll start as a dishwasher. Oh. <laughs> yeah. so that was- Voluntarily choosing dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But dude, honestly. Did you like it? Yeah, <laughs> nice. it's like very meditative. Also, I have like so much respect for anybody who's done that, who's worked in the kitchen before. It's like somebody one time told me, like, I do like another side story off of a side story. But one time, one of my buddy's dads asked me, he's like, what have you been doing? I was like, oh, I'm just working in a restaurant. He's like, don't say it. It's like, if you can work in a restaurant, you can do anything. And at the time, it took me a while to realize the truth in that. If you yeah. can deal with people's bullshit of like complaining yelling at you working fast still being professional with a smile on your face you literally can't do anything i believe it yeah (laughs) wow uh one story in particular that comes to mind is when i like first moved to ohio i was uh there's a really awesome pizzeria here called hound dogs pizza um they've cleaned up their act a lot in the decades since i've been here but when i was working there there was like super like kind of like crust punk kind of vibe and like Everyone who worked there was like, we don't give a fuck. Like, we smoke cigs in the kitchen kind of thing. And, like, and it's like nerdy. Rebel old. pizza makers. Yeah, totally. 
So um, there was just like, yeah, there's just like so much ridiculous. Like one of the kitchen managers' name was Uncle Smelly, and it was a girl. She was like four foot eight, like super tiny, but like purple mohawk kind of thing. And she was like so mean. And like she warmed up to me and like we found a way to like live in harmony. But at first she like hated me and was so, so mean. But I think it was like she was mean in the way like a football coach is like tough where they're like right. tough on their players that makes them better players kind of thing. She was like that. Was, like so like when I would fuck up a crush, she'd be like, look at that. Like he'd mess it up. By the end of my stint there, I was like pretty badass to making pizzas. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Smelly. <laughs> so anyway um so i i worked like the really shitty shift like started at like 5 p.m and i would work until it was like yeah. literally 5 p.m until and they were open 24 hours a day so oh, i'd get shit. off at like three four in the morning sometimes yeah. um and this is obviously columbus is a college town so when do college kids order pizza like one two o'clock in the morning right. and it'd be like the most ridiculous pizzas with like 17 toppings and just like you so so there was that aspect of it, which was kind of fun and whatever. And like we said, we did smoke cigs in the kitchen. Super sketchy. They don't do that anymore. They have an open kitchen now. But at the time, it was definitely. There's also like somebody like there was so the kitchen was so gross at the time. Like there's like this thick layer of grease. And one spot where somebody like wrote hound dogs. Oh, the God. Like, it was like on that level. So anyway, I was working New Year's Eve, like same like crappy shift, like five p.m. until yeah. And, it was like, and I was also like new guy, so I was like bottom of the totem pole, like I was gonna work those shifts. So um, we're working, we're working. It's kind of busy, and then like eleven thirty, just like went dead, and it was like, oh cool. So like one of these like as pirate shippy as that place was, like it was cool because then it was like at midnight they like got us everybody in the kitchen shots and like we had a beer, so that was pretty cool. Like yeah. at midnight. And it was still dead, dead, dead. I was like, oh, this might be an easy night. But it's because everybody was celebrating. Right. But come like 1, 2 o'clock. Drunk and hungry. Yeah, drunk and hungry. So the orders started coming uh, in. And they were coming in heavy. Yeah. It was, it was a busy night. I had to work up until this point. It was like just me and one other guy <sighs> making pizzas, like hustling, like going hard, like cranking them out. And then literally in the middle of like, we have like, I don't know, however many tickets off the board kind of thing. He just turns to me and is like, I need to go buy some drugs. Like, out of context, nothing, and just leaves. And, just like, and I was like, what? Like, what do you mean you need to go buy some drugs? Like, okay, I mean, we all need to buy some drugs at some point, but, like, this? This is like, the time. Yeah. yeah. We were in the middle, and he, like, left. Wow. And, like, no one said anything, and I was the only person in the kitchen. And it was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm the Hound Dog's Pizza Kitchen at night on New Year's Day. And it's just like one of those moments, another like cathartic kind of thing where it's like, yeah. I just moved to Ohio. It was my first winter. You know, you kind of get depressed in the yes. winter. I was away from my family for the first time. I was like, oh, and now I'm working in this shitty pizza shop. Like, yeah. by myself, bringing in a new year. Like, way to be positive. Yeah. Feeling real good, good about the upcoming year. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Off to a great start. Yeah. But oh, um, he came back like, and this is like he probably came back at like five o'clock in the morning in a much better mood. <laughs> well, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> and then he was like, "All right, man, I can take over from here." Like, fuck you, but yeah, like, thanks. It's five a.m. Yeah, and then I think we worked until probably like six or seven Ugh. that day. Wow, it was like it was like insane. It was just an insane night, and then like. I want to say like two or three weeks later, I quit and I started working at Northstar, which wasn't much. It was <laughs> shitty in a very different way because it's like super polished and complete opposite. Yeah. But almost like mi militaristic. Yeah. So there's like tons of stories. I don't even want to go into that. kind of blocked that out. But it comes back in my chance extreme. So <laughs> that's great. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's – I mean, I feel like going through something like that gives you an appreciation for like just an adequate day job. 
you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, well, at least I'm not slinging pizzas by myself at 3 a.m. Yeah. Uh, or dealing with whatever you did at North Star. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, maybe this is kind of lame, but yeah. the people are nice and, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm curious, what kind of, like, I don't know how to even talk about art, but, like, what's right. your style? What do you, I know you mentioned the um, Phoenix? Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Okay. Well, I mean, very similar, uh, what's the term, like, archetypes, I guess, if you will. I will. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was so funny to me. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so I describe my stuff. I, I'm gonna try not to sound. I don't know because I didn't go to art school or anything like that. So I don't know the proper ways of talking about this stuff Whatever. either. But I usually go to like I describe it in like two ways. I first I say like modern hieroglyphics, which I will expound upon. But I also say like I think my I like to think of my art is like the product of. If you could like get some like ancient Aztec warriors somehow, bring them to modern times. Sure. Give them some spray cans and drop them off in the hood. Yeah. That's what my art would be like. Right on. Modern hieroglyphics, meaning like if those dudes like I take a lot of the like I guess like aesthetic qualities of hieroglyphic art, primarily from like Aztec, Inc. and Mayan cultures. I really like just like dig how that they, they did stuff. It looks really cool to me. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of put like a more modern like graffiti kind of spin on it because like. To me, graffiti and hieroglyphics are like basically the same thing, even though it's like an ancient king commissioning an artist to put their name or their petroglyph or whatever or right. on a wall. Like now a kid in the hood putting their name up there, too, just like wanting to be remembered by those who come by later. Right. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. So I like take elements from both and kind of have made my own thing. That's awesome. But yeah. <laughs> well, it definitely uh, seems like... You've risen above uh, your past blunders. <laughs> uh, you have a show in L.A. coming up, right? Yeah, super excited about that. Yeah. It's at Substrate Gallery. Okay. Uh, it's a pop-up show, another pop-up show, <laughs> traveling across the country. <laughs> well, it's really funny how you mention it. It's on, uh, I believe it's February 7th through the 9th or 8th through the 10th, sometime okay. in there. I'll put the information in the description cool, of the episode. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about that. So yeah. come on out if you're in the uh, Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles <laughs> metropolitan area. <laughs> And where can people like check out your artwork and like uh, t-shirts and all that stuff? Yeah, uh, on my website, ahernandezart.com slash store. Um, also on Instagram, at ahernandezart. I'm just going to spell it because people always ask me how to spell Hernandez. It's A, Hernandez, H-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z, art, A-R-T. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations on sticking with it. Thanks, bro. Um, yeah. Like I said, it seems like you're doing pretty well now. And uh, yeah, thanks for sharing all the shitty times. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks for bringing up all these things that I've repressed over the last couple of years. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again to Adam for coming on and uh, talking with me in his living room after I'd known him for about 12 hours. Uh, It was a really great talk, and I hope you enjoyed it. Again, his work will be showcased in the Futures for the Rest of Us, Los Angeles, a futuristic art pop-up that is happening in L.A. February 15th and 16th on Melrose Avenue. To get more information, you can check out ffru-la.com You can also follow Adam on Instagram at ahernandezart So I hope you enjoyed the episode If you did, give us that five stars It'll feel so good It'll make me feel so happy 
Speaking of which, thank you to MEF51187 for the lovely review. I'm glad you've been listening to the show for years. It makes me smile to read those comments, so uh, consider leaving one yourself. That'd be great. That's all I've got for this week, so until next Wednesday, keep laughing. <laughs>